With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Fantasy Pros Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Bogman. Follow me on the Twitter at Bogman Sports. I'm joined, as always, by Pat Fitzmorris at FitzFF on the Twitter machine. Fitzy, how's it going? We took a week off. You had to go to Vegas and party. You know, we understand. Uh, I hope you had a great time on your vacation, man, and uh, happy to be back and talking some football and senior bowl here. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, it was a good couple of days. It was a uh, break-even trip, which always feels like a win. Um, although, you know, like I, I feel kind of guilty that I I did better like in video poker than college basketball betting where I just got my <laughs> tail handed to me, uh, especially Saturday. Taking a bunch of like road favorites is never a good idea and uh, went down the tubes that way. Yeah, you know, I, I think you can get away with that in the pros a little more than you can in college, but uh, I'm just I'm just glad you had a good time and a break-even trip to Vegas. That is a big win. So uh, happy to have you back, happy to be back, and to join us to talk about the Senior Bowl, a guy that was there, Thor Nystrom, at Thor KU on the Twitter machine. Thor, how is Mobile, man? And uh, you're, you're back. You got your phone back. That was a whole fiasco <laughs> you told me about. Uh, uh, fresh off of dealing with customer service as well. Uh, just a lot of action going on in Thor's world. So how are you, man? Good to talk I, to you again. Yeah, I'm doing well. It's it, It's been a whirlwind. Always is uh, down in Mobile. W- wasn't a help to myself leaving the uh, the, the phone in the lift to, to the airline but or to the airport. But uh, we did get it back. And uh, I'm excited to be with you guys talking about uh, what happened at the Senior Bowl. A lot happened down there. Uh, we, we saw lots of things on the practice field. So excited to talk to you about all the risers and the fallers that we saw down in Mobile. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about the senior ball and a little bit about your rankings as well, if you'll indulge us. So I'm gonna hand it to Pat to to kick off to talk some QBs here. Yeah, Thor, I know it wasn't a banner uh, senior ball for quarterbacks, but I'm just mm-hmm. curious, like um, taking a look at how you see things shaping up. Do you expect the draft order to be Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson as far as the quarterbacks? Or do you think there's room for a shakeup there? I, I think that's still up in the air. Yeah, and, and a part of it's going to depend, of course, on if the Bears trade down and, and who they trade down with. But, yeah, I, I think that's still up in the air because I, I don't think that there's a consensus at all with the teams as far as who they're, the top quarterback on their board is. Like, you know, I, I think if you pull the 32 teams, you're going to get – you're going to see different uh, top four quarterbacks on their boards. You know, it, it would be a shakeup. So it's it just going to depend on who's at the top of the board. And then, you know, who, who ends up uh, picking there. How about, Thor- how about you, man? I'm, I'm like curious. Cause um, obviously like Will Levis and Anthony Richardson are like super toolsy, you know, Levis just has the cannon arm um, Richardson, you know, like sort of the, the Dante Culpepper starter kit. Um, like, how do you feel about those guys, uh, versus young and Stroud for me, it's Bryce young with a bullet at the the first one, the debate for me starts after that. But for me, it's Bryce young's the top player in the class, not just the position, but that, and you know, again, the debate starts after that. Uh, I would go Stroud too. Um, I'm more confident in that position now, certainly than I would have been during the season, uh, during the season, like up until the Georgia game, because before then Stroud was struggling throughout the regular season. 
uh, in comparison to what he'd done the season before when he was quite impressive. But the Georgia game, we saw C.J. Stroud at the peak of his powers, and we saw him address uh, question marks on his evaluation or things that we hadn't seen before, you know, specifically with him stealing yards outside of the pocket, uh, him throwing on the run, making decisions on the run. I mean, being, getting away from Carter on that first touchdown throw was outstanding. That was super impressive. Unbelievable. Yeah, like just things we hadn't seen from him before, you know, and then, you know, the, the strengths of his game as well. You know, I like so all that different stuff. He answered questions about his evaluation for me. So I feel a little bit more confident about slotting him to the the three and four. I, I got a little bit of a different take, I think, on that than than some other folks. I, I, you know, like, cause you know, the, the, you know, with, with Levis and Richardson, both those guys have, have questions. If I'm going to, if I'm going to shoot the moon on one of those, I'm going with Richardson. I'm, I'm going to shoot all the way. Um, you know, both those guys are high variance prospects. Richardson has the better tools. So right now I, I would have him at number three and I, I would put Levis at number four then you have obviously a drop off until you get to the number five guy, you know, and, and dropping down to the tier, but that's how I'd have it right now. I got a follow up here on Bryce young. Um, you know, Bryce young, number one with the bullet. I don't think that anyone would uh, argue with that in terms of skill. I guess my question would be, and it's not, I want your personal opinion on what you think NFL evaluators are doing here with the size concerns, because Bryce Young is the best quarterback in this draft. It's not a question, but he's slight of frame. He's a little bit shorter as well, which we have seen, you know, guys like Drew Brees have Hall of Fame careers, successful, unbelievably successful. But Tua, Tua got hurt this year. He can't protect himself. He's going through the multiple concussions. Seems like he may have to cut his career short. Do you think, uh, is that a concern for you? And do you think NFL evaluators are over-evaluating that coming off the heels? What just happened to Tua in 2022? You know, as far as the side thing, I think it's case specific, uh, you know, as far as the prospect goes. And and with me, with Young, it's it's not as big of a concern uh, because of his game. And also because, I you know, I've seen him in there against the SEC defenses. He's he's been able to stay on the field. And I've also seen him with injuries to comparable prospects that held him out longer. Like, for instance, this past year, he suffers an AC joint sprain of his throwing shoulder and it kept him out for one week. There was a bunch of different quarterbacks this year that had the AC joint sprain of their shoulders where it kept him out for multiple weeks. Uh, Bryce Young is a super twitchy type athlete. Not only does it allow him to sort of sustain uh, the blows and, and like, you know, have him be sort of like glancing shots. It also seems like he sort of he's sort of like uh heels like Wolverine, you know, from the accent <laughs> a little bit. Um, and, and so, you know, maybe I'm naive a little bit, but I, I I'm not as concerned by that aspect of it as maybe some other guys. And then of course, I, I just think, I, I believe that he is a prodigy. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, in just sort of like, he's a throwing prodigy. Uh, like, you know, like, like you, you look at like his performance under pressure, these other top guys, their, their performance craters under pressure a little bit to some degree or another. Like, you know, some of the guys, maybe not as much, but like a guy like Will Levis, like, like this past season, his, his play really cratered under the pressure. Uh, Bryce Young, this past, like the year before Bryce Young was playing, you know, with a fabulous supporting cast, but I think it would surprise people out there to know, like his offensive line was way down this past season, his receiving core in particular, people think about like the Alabama receiving course from the past, all the first round picks they had. Alabama's receiving core last season was not very good. I mean, like if they, they could catch the ball, they would have smoked Texas. I, I mean, I yeah, was watching right? the, the Texas game and I was just like, this is unbelievable how like he they makes good. he makes escaping look so easy to him too. That that's why I'm with you, Thor. I, I don't have those concerns as I, you know, people did and now have we've seen it come to fruition with Tua. I think his escape he his He's maybe not a scrambler, but he can extend the play a little bit and he can not take as many hits. I mean, that was a big Lamar thing coming into the league was, well, he's going to burn out after a couple of years because he runs and he takes hits. But he took less hits than other quarterbacks because he stepped out of bounds uh, so much and guys just wouldn't physically touch him. So he was hit on way fewer, uh, you know plays than other guys i think the same thing can happen for bryce young within the pocket he's not a guy that's obviously is going to scramble like lamar it's just it's that same ability in a different situation is all um one more follow-up on this question about the top four here um 
can any of these guys, I mean, does Richardson need to throw, uh, to, to move up boards? Will Levis has done nothing, uh, in this process outside of interviews and stuff. Does he need to do anything? I mean, we know young and Stroud, we know what they are. I don't think, I don't expect them to do much at the combine. Uh, but do Levis and Richardson need to do that? Or if you were them or their agent, would you say, look, you've already getting mocked in the top 15 on every single thing. Don't do anything. Go there and interview. And that's it. Yeah. I, I think it depends, you know, if, if you're their representative, cause that's what it's going to come down to the sure. advice they get. I, I think it's going to depend on the momentum they get leading up to that. But like, if you know, like where they're getting mocked and what they're hearing from the NFL teams or whatever, I, I would advocate for both of them, you know, and like, you know, I mean, like, you know, I, I did for Lamar, I did for Malik Willis last year. I advocate for them to go out there and perform because their tools are so much better than some of these other guys. I think Malik made a mistake by not going out there and athletically testing last year because he would have tested as the most athletic quarterback would ever test it. Obviously, Lamar, he he did not test as well. He he ended up slipping into the very back end of the first round yeah. anyway. But some of those guys, their concern, this isn't a concern, obviously, for Levis, but also it's not a concern for Richardson either. But they're, they're, like in the back of their head, they're concerned, like, if I test too well, are there, is the NFL going to consider me like a position convert or whatever? But like mm. for, for Richardson, I would go in there. I, I would show them my howitzer and I would also yeah. athletically test. But, but yeah, I mean, if, if he, if, if his representatives feel like, you know, in, in the case of Richardson, my draft floor is Washington. Like there's no way I'm falling beneath that. Why would you go in and at like and throw or, or run? Cause if you don't, you know, run or, or, you know, or, or throw well, and then your, your, your accuracy percentage and stuff like that. And people start nitpicking your profile then, you know, like it, it maybe it's, you know, it's too much of an excessive risk to do so. But for me, I I'm going to go in there and compete. Yeah. Yeah. Give it your all. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think that's the smart play by, by most of those guys. I got another question here, but before I get there, I got to uh, make sure you are getting ahead of the game with our 2023 NFL draft guide at fantasypros.com slash draft guide. We've got player profiles, mock drafts, big boards and coverage of the senior bowl, NFL combine and more. We've got you covered on all things related to the NFL draft for free. Premium subscribers also get access to our NFL draft position rankings. So go premium if you haven't already and get your 2023 NFL draft guide now at fantasypros.com slash draft guide. All right, let's talk about mobile. You, you mm -hmm. were down there in mobile. You were in the mix. You saw the quarterback play. I mean, thank God you weren't at the shrine game because there was no quarterback play there. A kicker one player of the game, but Jake Hayner, uh, the quarterback from Fresno state one player of the game at the senior bowl. We saw him complete a bunch of passes. He looked pretty good. Size concerns with him, but he has accuracy. Maybe not the biggest of arms, but I think it's good enough. I think he's obviously moved up draft boards because after you get through the top four and then probably Hendon Hooker, I know there's other outlets that have Jaron Hall in that mix too. I don't really, but Hendon Hooker's right after that group. And then it's kind of the Wild West. But I think Jake Hayner moved himself up. Is that what you saw, Thor? And who else among the QBs moved their stock up or down this week in uh, Mobile? Yeah, Hayner was definitely the winner from the senior ball. And the rest of the quarterbacks out there on the field did not look very good, which is part of the reason why he's a winner. And by <laughs> the way, it's part of like uh, Hennon Hooker was a winner too. He, he wasn't able to get out on the field because he was injured, but he was in Mobile, of course. But he, he was a winner just by no comparison. trouble like Stetson Bennett because he actually showed up and did stuff. Well, it, and Stetson Bennett was a loser for, for deciding to turn down the, the invitation. He yeah. and, and out knocking on doors in Dallas, whatever the heck he was doing. He should have shown up just because in comparison to some of those other guys out of the field, I, I think he would have, you know, Im, impressed by comparison, but you know, as, as far as Hayner, yes, he's small. He does not have a howitzer for an arm and he's just sort of an average athlete. But he was everything that you wanted him to be. He showed up and he, he was as advertised. He makes very quick decisions. He's accurate. He gets the ball out on time and, and on receiver's hands. Like he's going to run a system well for you because he consistently makes the correct decisions. And again, it, it, it's like it, it's all clockwork. It's just like click, 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 click. These other quarterbacks that you saw. They're they're like uh, another thing with Hayner with the footwork, like the, the, the other quarterbacks, you'd see wonky bases. You, you saw uh, bouts of inaccuracy. You saw uh, wonky decision making. But with Jake Hayner, you didn't see any of that stuff. Like so, I mean, like was Jake Hayner wowing you with his physical prowess? No, not at all. But you saw like he's going to run your system well. 
so like when you're you know like uh, you're thinking about like who's this class is Brock Purdy for me that like Jake Hayner is the leader in the clubhouse for for that kind of a thing the loser of 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 that position group in Mobile you you brought his name up it's Jaron Hall Jaron Hall had the unfortunate thing of he was in this on the same team in in that event as Jake Hayner so they were uh, practicing right across from each other like when they were doing the team drills on opposite Jake sides Hayner's just embarrassing him he pretty much was. Yeah. I mean, Jaron Hall was inaccurate all week. He was making poor decisions all week. He was having balls batted at the line. He was throwing interceptions in the team drills. Uh, his mechanics looked all off. He was missing low. He was missing high. He was, he, his placement was off. He, he was just like, just off all, all week long. And then he decided to pull out of the event early. It was funny. He was actually on my flight out of Mobile. I was thinking <laughs> he, he actually literally sat in the seat right behind me on the play. Oh, that's I was, funny. I was wondering if he was going to kick my seat. I was like, I hope this guy didn't read some of the stuff I, I was writing in Mobile. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, he he did he did not have the the best week. And then uh, so, some of the, the Badgent, the 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 kid from Shepherd, the the D two mystery box kid, he actually has an NFL arm. Uh, it, it, it was kind of interesting. He's got some juice in his arm, but he's super inaccurate. But he's like sort of the ball of clay guy. He's definitely going to get drafted because yeah. a, te- a team's going to bring him in. And, and just sort of work with him for a couple of years and see if he can sort of uh, work with the technique is more or less what that kid needs. Cause like there are times where it's like, wow, you know, like, I mean, he'll, he'll rip it down the field 25 yards and hit a guy right on the hands, you know, as he, as he's moving down the field, whatever. But like, there's other times where he'll miss like an open receiver, like, you know, seven yards downfield. It's like, what the hell, you know, like, yeah. or, or, you know, or just throw it right into the linebacker's chest plate or whatever. But he, he has some tools. Uh, and obviously he just shredded uh, the D2 level. I believe he holds the, uh, the, the college football record for most touchdown passes, regardless of level. And then uh, Clayton Toon, he just sort of, he came in with this sort of conservative ethos that he also displayed on film where like, he just doesn't really test tight windows. He like, he just, he's one of those guys who like, you know, uh, Pat, I know you were just in Vegas. He's the guy at the blackjack table who always stands on 16. It's sort of frustrating. <laughs> it's like Clayton, come on, rip it downfield. But he, he, he's chucking down anytime he doesn't have the, the wide open receivers. So uh, I, I wanted to see a little bit more from tune, but it, it certainly wasn't a disaster for him. Like it was for Jaron Hall. And, and, you know, look, you know, I, it's not the best QB class here, but uh, ask the Niners and you saw from the Niners backup quarterbacks matter and teams need them, especially with the extra game. And, uh, you know, the offensive line play getting worse around the league than it has been in a while. Uh, teams need backup quarterbacks. So I'm with you. Let's transition to running backs here. And Thor, I just want to know what pick makes the most sense for Bijan, because you see all these mocks and the general thought process of running backs here is look, running backs need to go uh, late in the first, if in the first at all, that's kind of the thought process at this point uh, with running backs. And I think it's like the last seven or eight uh, Super Bowl champions haven't been paying their uh, running back more than a million bucks. Like it's just, it, it makes sense to save money at that spot, spend it elsewhere. And you, you don't do that taking one in the first round, but Bijan is that type of trend, trans generational talent, whatever, whatever word you want to use it, generational, whatever. He's a great talent. He's best running back uh, coming into the draft since Saquon Barkley. So I have some spots for him and I just want to, I want to know what makes sense the most in the first round for you. Uh, nine for Carolina. They have too many needs, correct? Can't do it there. For sure. Yeah, for okay. sure. Houston at one twelve. Yeah, Still I wouldn't do really too many needs. Same. Yeah, same. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now we get into maybes. I think uh, New England. I've seen this mocked a couple times. Ramondre Stevenson obviously just had a great year. They lose Damian Harris though, and they need explosiveness. Bijan is explosive. Does this make any sense, or is this a why would you take Bijan when you have Ramondre? I the latter. I, I still wouldn't do it there. Okay, with, with, in that situation. Uh, 118 Detroit Jamal Williams is an unrestricted free agent. Should they decide not to bring him back? Obviously they still have Deandre Swift, but Swift is not a guy that can get 20 carries. But if you do take Bijan, you kind of push and Swift out the door as well. I don't know if that makes sense either. Getting warmer, but I, I still wouldn't do it there. If I'm Fox, can I, can I interrupt Please. you for a second? Please. So Pat. I, I think there's a top 
10. Did I skip someone? I think so. The Eagles okay. at 110, a team that possibly has the infrastructure in place already and could maybe afford a luxury pick that early. What do you think about that, Thor? Especially with Miles Sanders about to walk as a free agent, maybe, or maybe not walk, but he is going to be a He's UFA. UFA. Yeah. It seems like Roseman is too analytically inclined to to make a decision like that, but point. he he could surprise us. You know, just like for me as a rule, like I wouldn't go as far as, you know, Mel Kuyper is like the famous guy where it's like by rule, he wouldn't take one in the first round. I wouldn't go that far, but like for me, it would be more like top half of the first by rule. Like for me, like with a guy like Bijan, like I, for me, I, I would need it to be like, after 16 probably okay yeah uh, it, the only reason i didn't put the eagles on there is because i'm pretty sure they're taking a corner there uh that that's uh, i th- i think they're gonna be m- maybe up against the cap maybe they can't get bradbury back i think that's a perfect uh spot slaves older yeah that makes yeah sense. so that's the only reason i didn't put them on there uh the chargers at 1.21 austin eckler getting a little long in the tooth they've been looking for that backup this is an easy transition plan for when uh eckler uh, you know, retires or hits the wall. But but Eckler is still under contract, right? Yes. I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to do that then. Okay, that's fair. Uh, 122 to Baltimore. J.K. Dobbins made a little noise. Uh, could get cut. Um, you know, this is a run first team. I hate this idea. I despise I, it. I, I love this idea. <laughs> this, this, this is the pairing I want. I want Bijan with Lamar oh. Jackson. Well, you're this not a Steelers fan, for, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is what the NFL needs. This is this is the oh. pairing I want to see. I want to see that pairing, but I want to see it in Miami. Um, <laughs> the, the Giants, uh, Saquon could walk. Uh, they 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 have one franchise tag to use. They're gonna use it on Dan, Daniel Jones. We know oh, that unless unless they work it out yeah, with him. So Saquon. They might let Ma- they might let him walk and then try to take Saquon if he falls. What do you think wow. about that? Pick? Yeah, I mean, if if Saquon left, that would be. I mean, like my comp. I'm not the only one, but my comp for Bijan is Saquon. So that that would make a ton of sense if Saquon <laughs> left and you just you just slot Bijan right in for him. Uh, the other three here that I have, I think two have been mocked the most. Dallas at 26, Buffalo at 27, yeah. and then New Orleans at 29. Because Kamara is going to be suspended, and as soon as they can cut Kamara, they're going to. Uh, it uh, doesn't make any sense this year, uh, but he's going to have a big suspension. They don't know what they're doing at quarterback right now. They're over the cap, so why not get a running back that you can give the ball to 25, 30 times a game? And, you know, probably going to have to roll with Jameis right now or do some weird finagling of the cap to try to get Derek Carr, I guess. Yeah, th- these ones make a little bit more sense to me. Uh, yeah, like yeah, the, these these pairings down the board a little bit. I and that's where I think he ends up going is like somewhere in that, you know, eighteen to twenty five, twenty six range, right? And and who knows? Maybe I end up being wrong and he goes, you know, top top fifteen or top yeah, yeah. top fifteen or something. But I I think at the end of the day, it's that's it's a gonna trade. Be so, somewhere towards the latter portion of it. If that happens, it's a trade. Someone trade man. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's been so much talk about Bijan and, and Lord knows Bogman and I have spilled many words on him. And um, but like there's another Texas running back who's I think yeah. was turning some heads in Mobile. And I, I kind of blame Bogman for, here for not talking this guy up more. Roshan. Uh, Roshan Johnson. Tell us about him and, and what you saw to him that like wowed you in Mobile. Well, the first the kids a unit, you know, like you like when, you know, at the weigh ins and the first time you see him, you're like, whoa. Yeah, I mean, that kid is built. Um, he, he's a little bit taller than your traditional running back and is built out, um, is, is jacked. And we only got to see him for one day. Unfortunately, he broke his hand on Tuesday. Very impressively, he finished practice with a broken hand. And and they had to explain to Roshan, like after practice on Tuesday, you know, when, when they found out he had the broken hand, they had to tell him like, Roshan, you can't you can't practice with a broken hand. Like your your week is over. Like we can't we can't let you keep doing it. Like he wanted he wanted to keep going. Um, so like you know, and then they ended up uh, replacing him with Sir, Sir Roderick Thompson. But what we saw from him on on Tuesday was was pretty impressive, and it's what you see on on film. He's very good in pass pro, and he's he's pretty good at between the tackles as well as as a runner. As a receiver, he's just a dump off guy now. I wonder if some of the like the athleticism 
he he's not super duper shifty, but he is more athletic than you think. It's Bogman uh, will will know he has hurdled many guys during his yeah. uh, collegiate career. Like and it, run it, it him just, over. yeah, it, it run him run him over as well. But it's like it's funny because like uh, you know with the bigger backs, invariably defenders will start to try to uh, dive bomb your knees. You know, like they started to do with uh, Gronk. You know, it, but like with Roshan, you start going low with him, he'll be like, uh, 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 and then he'll start, you know, hurdling you or whatever. Um, but like with the the receiving element of it, he's just a dump off guy so far. But that area of his game, they didn't leverage a ton, obviously, because they had Bijan. And that's w- what m- sort of makes him an interesting thought experiment, because on, on the one hand, it's like it was sort of an advantageous situation for him. You kept the wear on the tires low. And then when you came in, it was advantageous because the defenses were tired. But then on the other hand, he didn't get some of the work or some of the opportunities that some of these other backs did. The the receiving element of it, he didn't get quite the, the opportunities to develop that some of these other guys did and stuff like that. But the, the pass pro, we know he's one of the better backs in, in this class, and it makes him playable on passing downs, even if, uh, at least initially for dynasty players, you can't project him to have the value in PPR leagues perhaps that you would with some of these other backs, but he is playable on, on the passing downs. And at least the between the tackles hammer stuff you're going to get for sure. You brought up the name Ramondre Stevenson. He's going to remind you a bit of that as like the one cut guy. He can make the one guy in the whole miss with that sharp cut and, and either, and then either run you over or hurdle a guy, you know, and stuff like that and start motoring downfield. He's got a little bit more speed than you think straight line. Brian Robinson, another guy. Thorne, yeah. people forget about Roshan. He came into Texas as a quarterback, by yeah, the way. That's right. Came in, and wow. that's why he's not the best route runner uh, right now. And surprisingly, is so good in pass pro, and why he's a little bit bigger too, six two at running back. Usually, RBs are not that tall. They moved him to running back. He embraced it. He never complained. He's a team leader. He's going to be a better pro than he was in college. And I am very excited about Roshan. So, yeah, maybe I haven't talked about him because I am obsessed with Bijan. But trust me, I know about my boy Roshan. I'm very excited for him. Uh, before we get another question here, I got to um, I gotta tell you guys, um, as you know, the Super Bowl is here and the stakes are higher than ever. Make the most of your stake in the big game by joining us on our Betting Pros YouTube channel for our Super Bowl live stream this Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Joe Pizapia, Matt Friedman, and Daily Juice host Matt Peralt will run through all their favorite bets heading into the big game. Tune in, ask questions, and place your bets. Again, that's our Super Bowl live stream on our Betting Pros YouTube channel, youtube.com slash bettingpros, on Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern. We will see you all there. going to be a fun Super Bowl. Yeah, so Thor, um, we have to assume B. John Robinson is going to be the first running back off the board. Um, what if are not, the riot. If not, we have to ride. Absolutely. Um, What are the odds that Jameer Gibbs is number two? And do you see a likely pecking order shaping up behind those two? Very high on the first one. I I would be surprised if Gibbs isn't. um, I like you're trying to think of scenarios where he wouldn't barring like, like it's hard for me to even envision a scenario outside of putting something into the atmosphere that I, I don't want to. So I, 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 like, I don't want to say that he's locked in, but I think it's a very high percentage that Jameer Gibbs is. I, I like, I love him as a talent. I, I comp him to Delvin Cook, a, a running back that plays locally here and com- coming to you from Minneapolis. <laughs> uh, behind him, it's more fluid right now. Uh, it's sort of choose your flavor. It's, you know, sort of like we're talking about with quarterbacks after, you know, w- whether you want to say four or five, like if you're putting a hooker at five, you know, it becomes way more fluid after that, like after that tier or whatever with running back it becomes fluid pretty dang quick um like the the names behind there uh right now i would probably have charbonnet three but you can certainly make the argument some people love Achain, right but like probably not the the guy that you're gonna give you know 250 touches to right like especially right away right like you know more more uh usage specific uh at 185 pounds Another kid that that I like, and some people like him even uh, more than me, is Zach Evans uh, from Mississippi. We haven't seen him the the value as much on the passing downs, but as far as just as a pure rusher and sort of a locomotive, uh, you, you really like what you see with him. Uh, started his career obviously at TCU and then transferred out before their title run was at Mississippi this past year, and they were a dominant uh, rushing team. What was interesting about him landing at Mississippi was. 
Mississippi just ran into one of the biggest sleepers, like the uh, breakout uh, recruits uh, in, Qu- in, in Quintron Junkins, who just came out of nowhere, was his three-star running back, and then was one of the best freshmen in all of America. And, and Zach Evans obviously did not assume that he was signing with this team that was going to have one of the best freshmen in America, but uh, Evans still acquitted himself very well at, at Mississippi. I also really like Kenny McIntosh, another kid that I saw at the Senior Bowl. McIntosh did miss a, uh, a little bit of practice because he – uh, pulled a, a calf or something like that, like uh, the first day when it, when it was really hot, you know, you know, I don't know, pulled something or whatever, but um, he's very, very fluid, you know, like, and, and, and very skilled as a receiver. Those guys tend to start the, especially the guys who have to sort of share the usage um, uh, uh, sort of like James Cook last year, where they come into the process a little bit lower and under the radar. And then you always invariably see these guys rise, rise, rise as we get closer uh, McIntosh reminds me a little bit of Kenyon Drake. Um, so like guys like that, we haven't mentioned Tank Bigsby. We haven't mentioned uh, Tajay Spears, another guy I saw at the senior bowl. One of the biggest uh, risers there may have been the biggest riser, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and then of course, Roshan, Sean Tucker. Like so there's a lot of guys in that next tier where it's, it's just very fluid and it's dependent on the person you talk to or the team's board that you look at, you know, where, where it's going to be that, that third guy. Combine's going to matter a lot. Yeah, such a yes, good class for running backs. Holy cow, man. Just loaded. Yeah. yeah. Into the fourth it, round. It yeah. has it has top-end talent. It has middle talent. And there's late talent, too. So, And, and uh, speaking of those guys that you saw in Mobile, uh, Thor, uh, Evan Hull, Tajay Spears, yeah. and Eric Gray were the guys that seemed to have raised their stock the most. Is that what you saw? And uh, was there anyone else impressive there? Those are yeah, the, those three names I, I put at the top. And then, you know, the Roshan probably is what did the one day that we, we saw him. Um, but like Tajay, I would put at the top. Um, and, and the reason for that is he confirmed all the strengths of his evaluation while answering all the weaknesses. So he had a very, so, you know, sort of the high degree of difficulty. And he, he sort of uh, not only checked all the boxes, but also, you know, did, did the other stuff as well. The explosion um, was the special sauce of his evaluation. And he not only proved that, he proved that at a bigger size than we've ever seen him. He was listed at 195 at Tulane last year, was 190 uh, listed before then. He told he showed up, at, measured in at 204 at the Senior Bowl. He told us uh, at the Wednesday media breakfast in Mobile that he played the bowl game against USC at 197. He'd gotten up to by the end of the season. Uh, that bowl game was played on January 2nd. Man. And then he, he told us that he had packed on seven pounds over the past four weeks during training for the senior ball. And he looked very good. He looked a little bit thicker in his trunk and he, you know, and in, in, in the lower half as well. So it obviously been doing a lot of squats and stuff like that. Uh, been minding the diet and everything like that. And like I said, he, he kept the movement scales and the explosion and stuff like that. And then he, the other thing that he, he opened eyes with there, he was not throwing the ball a ton at Tulane and was not played as much on the third downs. You know, they, they used a little bit more of the platoons, particularly earlier on in his career. He looked very smooth as, as a receiver there. A, a guy like um, Chase Brown uh, from Illinois also was not used much as a receiver and as a, a passing down guy at Illinois. Conversely, you know, with, with regards to Brown, he did not acquit himself well during the receiving drills there or the pass pro drills in Mobile. But Tajay Spears really opened eyes in that aspect when he got his opportunity to do that. So Tajay Spears was an enormous winner uh, with regards to all that stuff. With with Evan Hall, he came in even you know more under the radar than than Tajay Spears, but was a guy that had opened uh, Debro and and eyes eyes you know our, our colleague Debro um, heading into this thing. Uh, Evan Hall was in a very bad uh, collegiate situation. The only guy that he really played with was uh, Peter Skaronsky, a guy that's going to go in, in the first round. Peter Skaronsky's a, a great player that tackle at Northwestern, but the rest of the offense stunk. The offensive, the rest of the offensive line around Skaronsky stunk. The quarterback was bad. The receivers were bad. And so Evan Hall became sort of a marked man on, on that team that ended up going one and 11, they beat uh, 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 Nebraska in Ireland in the opener. And then they ended up losing <laughs> the rest of the games. But like, you could tell that this, the physical skills that Evan Hall had, even, you know, amidst a sort of quagmire of an offense first, like the thing that jumps out is how diverse his skill set is. He was amongst the leaders in like, in all the running backs in the nation in terms of 
a dot in terms of percentage of snaps lined up in the slot, in terms of percentage of snaps lined up out wide, in terms of receptions, in terms of targets, in terms of receiving yards, all these different receiving things. He is very skilled as a receiver. It's not just the routes out of the backfield. It's, again, the utility when you can yeah, motion them out into the slot, motion them out wide. He is playable out there. It, it's not just as a gimmick. He is legitimately, he can run the routes from the slot and, and from out wide as well. I also think he is underrated as a runner. He has the short area quickness, the the the, um, the acceleration from a stop. He can also get uh, get out wide and take the edge, uh, the, the lateral agility and stuff like that. There was a question in his evaluation about long speed that I think was essentially a myth. He he's not like an Olympic level sprinter for sure, but like in I saw scouting reports. Uh, Evan Hall scouting reports coming in where people were like forwarding this notion that he was going to run in the four sixes, which I just think was BS. We talked to Evan Hall there and Evan Hall says he's going to run in the four fours in Indianapolis. Now, Evan Hall might be going a little far. Like I think he's going <laughs> to run in the four fives, but like, I, I think there's a better shot that he runs in the four fours than he does in the sixes. four sixes. Yeah. I just yeah. don't think he's going to run in the four sixes. So I think Evan Hall is a sleeper both for NFL teams but also for fantasy players and for dynasty players. Because if nothing else, he's going to be a good 1B back in the NFL. He's going to be a good passing down back, if nothing else. But again, I also think he is underrated as a as a pure runner. There's a shot that Evan Hall becomes like the 1A back of a committee. As a runner, he reminds me a bit of James Robinson. And as a receiver, he holds his own. Like he he could be a, like a top 20 receiving back in the NFL. So I would keep my my eyes on Evan Hall. How far? I just wanted a quick follow up, Pat. I just want to know how far Chase Brown fell because I know Chase Brown had a terrible week. Um, you know, he had fumble issues, big pass protection issues. But this is a guy with over 300 carries this year. Like, we know he can tote the rock, but he had a hard time hanging on to it. And, you know, the little things, the intangibles, the, the receiving hasn't been good. So he's north south, and that seems about it right now. How far did he fall? Big father. Yeah, I, I was a little bit more tepid on him coming in. So maybe just in comparison to where I came in, maybe not as much, but like the people that were big fans of him, he definitely dropped further on, on their boards. Like for me, he is like a late day three guy. Uh, like uh, late, maybe, right? Maybe. Yeah. I'd like, I mean, and I might not even Man. draft him. Uh, and again, I'm lower on him than others, but like, you know, you, you talk about like answering questions of the eval and then proving your strengths. He did basically the opposite. Like the strengths of Chase Brown, his profile, it was doing damage in the second and the third levels at Illinois, you know, and they had a really good run blocking offensive line last year. And so he was able to, you know, he's able to get, you know, sort of scream into the second level and then get out into the third level and then, you know, take it to the house, whatever. At the senior bowl, that wasn't available to him. We very, very rarely saw him get out into the second level and then be able to, to sort of go out there, whatever. The questions on his evaluation, it was the, the third down utility that I was I was talking about before. He, you rarely saw him catching the ball, um, and he didn't appear to be a, a good pass blocker either. He was getting ragdolled in the pass bro uh, drills in Mobile, and the receiving utility just did not appear to be there whatsoever. Uh, he was not good in the one-on-ones as far as the route running whatsoever. Like, I mean, the, the defenders were in his back pocket the, the entire time. They were at the catch point with him every single time. And then when the balls got there, they were clanging off his hands. Like, I mean, whether they were contested or not, there were some like dump offs where he's wide open that bounce off his hands. And then you mentioned the fumble problems. I like, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me from the charting, but from what I remember, he fumbled the ball more as a runner than the other runners as well. It just was not a very good week for, for Chase Brown whatsoever. So for me, he did not, you didn't see proof of concept of the strength of his evaluation and the weaknesses of his evaluation. Not only did he not disprove them, but they all came to the forefront. Yeah. It's sort of the definition of a loser of the senior ball. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. I was, uh, I was going to ask you a question about Devon A. Chain, but I mean, I think it's pretty much what you said and how, teams view him with the size or whatever i mean he's he's not darren sproles i mean the guy will definitely run through contact as you guys saw and like a&m worked him pretty hard um but just kind of an interpretation so let's move to wide receiver and i'm curious thor three guys it seems like have maybe kind of separated themselves from the rest of the pack I, I, maybe that's not true but um 
do you think it's it's if it is in the top three, Quentin Johnston, Jordan Addison, and Jackson Smith and Jigba? Do you think that's the top three? I I feel like you're a Quentin Johnston guy. Is that true? Is he your number one? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of Quentin Johnson. And by the way, I think Quentin Johnson could be better in the NFL than he was in college because uh spoiler alert, I'm, we didn't talk about we didn't touch on, but I'm not a big Max Dugan guy. Because Ma- Max Dugan, he's one of the the worst field readers, like of the like going through the progressions of like any of these quarterbacks you'll ever see. But there were let's just say there was a lot of yards left on the field where Quentin Johnson's like dude like like i'm, I'm open man. come on <laughs> toss me the ball um but yeah i, I think I, that was the reason duggan was going to get benched at the beginning of this year right was because he wasn't right, getting sure the ball throw it to throw it to the six four guy yeah. with four three speed please a thousand percent was a thousand percent coming out of camp it's a great point um but yeah no so I, i'd have him number one um number two is where it gets closer for me but i i actually don't have jsn in my top three i do have jsn number four um because of cost certainty, not because of ceiling. I question JSN ceiling. For me, JSN is a is a high volume slot receiver in the NFL. But I don't like I don't think JSN can play on the outside in the NFL. So I just think he's like a volume, you know, shuttle to shuttle kind of a guy that that you, I mean, like I, I do think he's gonna catch a lot of balls per season, but he's not explosive. So like you're you, you know, I you know, like I said, just sort of a station to station guy. Uh, my second and third guys would be Addison, of course, and then Zay Flowers. I think Zay Flowers is a hell of a talent. Um, we didn't get to see him in the very in the, small at the Shrine game, five nine. So is that concerning at all? He's very small, but he's very, very explosive, and he is very, very sudden. I love him. Very love difficult him. to stay with. Yeah. Um, you know, when he played under the the spotlight as well at Boston College, he had an opportunity to leave Boston College after last, and I thought he was going to. Probably um, should have. He probably should have. There was rampant rumors that he was going to transfer, but he ended up, you know, being loyal and, and staying at Boston College. And then Boston College had another nightmare season or whatever. Like they 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 were playing like uh, walk ons at offensive line and converting defensive tackles offensive line because it became so bad there, or whatever. But uh, Zay Flowers is a hell of a talent. Eric Galko, the the um, you know CEO or director, what whatever his title is of the Shrine Game compares Zay Flowers to Jalen Waddle. Um, that might be taking a little, he might be a little bit biased, might be taking a little bit far, but he is, Zay Flowers is certainly along that line of continuum. There's not many guys that move that well and are that explosive. So like that's, in Addison, he he offers you, you know, going back to the word cost certainty, um, like he's, he's just so efficient. Um, like, it, and the route running is just so good. Obviously, the year before, and speaking of transfers, Addison was at Pitt, and he won the Bolitnikoff with Kenny Pick. He, he, Jordan Addison made Kenny Pick a lot of money uh, that that year, whatever. <laughs> but then he, he goes to USC, played with Caleb Williams, wasn't quite as you know uh, productive, I, I think, as we thought. But of course, he was um, he s- suffered through a couple of nagging injuries last year. But I, I like how smooth, like sort of buttery smooth. Jordan Addison is, and I know he's going to have a super duper long career because of how smooth he is and the the technical know-how that he has. But like, that's where you're like, if, 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 if uh, Zay Flowers is like more well fortified and like, I knew that he wasn't going to get injured at all, but you know, of course that's sort of the crux of it. I would have him, I would for sure have him above Addison, but like just sort of that, that's the thought experiment of it. Why it's like, uh, who am I going to put to? But like that, that's where I'm back and forth on those two guys. Where does Jalen Hyatt fit Thor? Because I've seen a lot of buzz on Hyatt, you know, working his way into the first round. Is that a possibility? I mean, this is a guy with uh, unbelievable explosion, uh, great slot wide receiver, very fast, always open snaps off a route, but he seems like a slot guy and you know, a lot of themes are a lot of things coming out of Tennessee are scheme specific to get him open. Um, so I, I just, uh, where does he fit, uh, on, on your board right now? Probably have Hyatt, uh, five wide receiver, five or six, so, some, okay. somewhere, somewhere in that sort of range. Um, I'm not as high on, on Hyatt as a couple other guys because, he he was the one year wonder, you know, the year before it was Tillman. Tillman was yeah. the guy that, that everybody was interested in. Then obviously Tillman had the, the injury this year and he was out for most of the year. And then Hyatt ends up breaking out. But even when when Hyatt broke out, it's it's the one trick pony 
utility, you know, and, and the guy that, that you comp him to, it's this one sort of obvious, it's Will Fuller. You know, you have the, the similar sort of build and then it's it's going downfield. And there's there's absolutely a utility to that. But like, you know, like with the, the receiver position, I, you know, if I'm going to take a guy in the first round, I, I just want a little bit more a fleshed out of the skill set where they can beat you at more levels of the field. Yeah, I was going to say Paris Campbell, you know, that same type of slot guy going to be very good in the slot. You can't move him outside and you better hope he's wide open because he's not making contested catches. Thor, where does Josh Downs fit in for you? Downs, I would have, I would have him just a little bit behind Hyatt. Like I'd probably have, I'd have Downs like, what would that be like? Seven or eight, or actually I'd have, I'd I'd have Boutte above Downs. So I guess I'd have Downs like eight. Um, But like Downs, you know, it's another one where, where his utility, it's, it's winning downfield. So it's, you know, you saw a lot of those, those fly routes, but like, a, a concern for him coming out of that system, you know, we, we talked about this with, with Diami Brown, the, with, with UNC in that Longo system, they don't ask their receivers to do a ton. And in some ways they don't ask their quarterbacks to do as much because they cut the field in half. You know, it's like, a, it's like a numbers game, but like with the receivers, they're either asking them to, to run the fly route or else it's like something closer. You don't see the entire route tree like you do with some of these other teams or some of these other receivers. So we, we didn't get to see the entire fleshed out thing, but like you have seen Josh Downs consistently win downfield in a way that with some of these other guys, you have it. So at least like you have that, like we, we, we know that we're going to see that want to see him prove the concept of that athleticism in Indianapolis. Once he stamps that and proves that concept sort of solidify that stock. But yeah, I mean, you know, I'll have him somewhere in that range. Uh, at the senior bowl, Thor, Michael Wilson might've been yeah. the highest riser of the whole game and yeah. week. It may Dewan Jones maybe has something to say about that. I mean, his agent was like quit practicing after day two, you know, or whatever, because he was so dominant, but Michael Wilson was dominant all week and in the game, a couple other wide receivers, uh, definitely ha- got some helium here. Jaden Reed from Michigan state tank Dell from Houston, Puka Nakua, uh, from Washington, all, uh, rising or BYU, uh, all rising up boards here. Um, is it, do you agree with those names and did anyone else stand out positively or negatively for you among the wideouts? Well, first with regards to Dewan Jones, he's the second human being ever where I've kept my distance. Cause I'm physically afraid of around him. <laughs> the, Who was the, the, the first? Daniel, Daniel Falele, 2019 combo. <laughs> I, I made sure to be arm's length or, or away from, but like with those two, it, you had to be even for, you know, it's like double or I'll triple. I'll stand your, over here, please. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. But, but like I was in the top, like, cause Dewan, this was on Thursday and Dewan Jones, he pulled out after Tuesday, you know, of the event, but like he, he stayed there and he was down in that mm. tunnel. And I was like, Oh my God. Cause it's like, you know, it's like the mountain in game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. Where even when you're watching on the screen, you're afraid. <laughs> and it's like, and he seems like a super nice kid, but it's like, six, holy eight. mother yeah. of, like, you just don't see human beings that big. And Dewan Jones, he not only is he enormous, but like his, his hands are like, like his knuckles are almost like on the ground. It's like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> I didn't length. know God. Yeah. I didn't know God made human beings like of the, that dimension. Yeah. It's, it's just like, holy crap. Um, so yeah, it was just like in person. It's like, holy crap. Um, but that uh, I, I need to get back on who, who'd you ask Mike, about? Michael Wilson oh, Michael was the Wilson. highest riser. And then the yeah. other guys on the list that I saw were Jaden Reed, Tank Dell and Puka Nakua. Yeah. As, as far as Michael Wilson and, and Bogman, you, you know, as, as a college football guy, you're going to know where I'm going specifically uh college fantasy football guy. Yeah. Michael Wilson is a guy that I had on numerous college fantasy football teams over, over the years. <laughs> and he was a sort of a frustrating asset because you'd add him because he'd go off one week you know, he'd have like eight catches for like, you know, 94 yards and then he would get injured and then he'd be out for three weeks and then he'd like slowly work his way back and then he'd go off for another game. Then he'd have another nagging injury and he'd be out for three weeks. And it was just his entire career was like, stop, start, stop, start, throw stop, start. in a slow Neanderthal offense as well. And yeah, it's exactly. frustrating. Yeah, he, he was he was in a bad situation and he was, yeah, constantly on and off the field. But the frustrating thing was every time you watched him play, he, he has the talent. He, he absolutely looks like an NFL receiver. He absolutely has an NFL game. And he was playing with an NFL quarterback and ostensibly or supposedly an NFL head coach. But 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 yet <laughs> it just was like it just 
wouldn't completely go. You'd see the flashes of it and, and, you know, specific games. It's like two or three games a year. It's like, that's the Michael Wilson. But like, you know, it just, you know, the consistency wasn't there in part because of the health and, and the circumstance around him. But this week or last week, you know, in Mobile, we got to see it over the multiple days and then into the game, whatever. Um, There's, there's a ton to like about his game when he gets to stay on the field built like an NFL receiver. He has the the contact balance and the play strength down the field. He ain't affected by getting bumped. Like there's some of these guys where you can sort of bump them off their path or where you get your, your hands on them uh, uh, off the line of scrimmage where you, you can really hinder their path or you can sort of funnel them where you want to go. Like uh, Julius Brents in the one-on-one is great at this. Like he's just like a funnel. He's like, you're going this way or you're going that way. Like he's Michael big Wilson too. Yeah. He, he's a pterodactyl. Michael yeah. Wilson has them hands, man. But, but like, but like Michael Wilson's like, no, I'm not like, yeah, like I'm going where <laughs> I, where I, where I want to go. You know? And it's like, but you, you just can't affect him. And the body control, it plays downfield. Like he's doing what he wants to do. Um, it, it very well fortified and he has the ball skills. So like, and, and you see all this different stuff and he's more athletic than you give him credit for at that size. So like all that stuff sort of coalesced this week and he was opening a lot of people's eyes, a lot of people that hadn't seen him in college or maybe people that hadn't gotten around to his tape yet because like he just flew in so under the radar because that collegiate profile wasn't there because of some of these circumstances that we talked about. So he was a big time riser. You mentioned Jaden Reed. He really opened up eyes because of the movement skills. We knew that that kid was fast, but he's also so dang sudden. You know, like it was just really hard for people to stay with him in those one-on-ones. It's just so damn sudden um, out of the route breaks and everything like that. I think the other thing about uh, him that impressed people was the ball skills. You know, like I don't think that people gave him credit for, for those ball skills and the body control uh, at the catch points. Like Another that. guy with the bad quarterback situation in college. Yeah. Terrible, terrible quarterbacks. Yeah, his offensive circumstances were not good. And so he, he got a you know better opportunity here to impress. Absolutely took advantage of that. Was one of the most athletic uh, receivers out there. So, yeah. It, it, who, oh, Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua looked good on on Tuesday. Um, and then, you know, he he pulled out of the event after that. I'm, I'm not sure if he had an injury that wasn't disclosed or if he just decided to piece it. Um, but he he looked good on Tuesday, like the, the, the limited looks that we How got. Tank. Um, Tank looked awesome. Yeah, t- t- Tank might have been the most impressive uh, receiver out there. It was a, it's an event that behooves Tank's skill set because like nobody could stay with Tank in, in, in one-on-ones, you know, like in like in the open field or whatever. The only way to stop Tank, if you're in one-on-one coverage with him. I like that you, there's two Tanks in this draft, by the way. Yes, One is yeah. a Tank and the other is absolutely not a Tank. And we're talking about the not a Tank here. Yeah, the, the other one is like when you call like a skinny person like Biggie. Or, you know, yeah. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big guy slim. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But like the, the only way to stop him, if, if it's like a one-on-one assignment, you must shut him down at the line of scrimmage. Like in, in like in the press, you just have to get your hands all over. You don't do that. You're 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 cooked. It's it. You're already dead. Um, and so like it, it, we only saw that a little bit on Tuesday. Brent, you know, it's like the the one guy that could, just a little bit. But like anyone that didn't do that, they they were dead. And so people were getting cooked. They were getting cooked by Tank on Tuesday and on Wednesday. You started to see a new strategy by that the cornerbacks and the one on ones where they were literally just grabbing onto Tank out of his route breaks. <laughs> and so the, the the little play refs, you know, like they, they had the refs out there, you know, like the, the fake ones, they were actually throwing the flags in the practices on Wednesday, which you almost never see. Yeah. But, but it was so obvious because you would see literally see Tank's jersey. And most of the time yeah. they're like, guys, just let them practice. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like they, uh, they're but, mostly but out like, there. We got they, They're just there. out there Come for on. decoration. But like, yeah. yeah, it was so comical that they were having to, to throw the flags. Nobody could stay with that kid, but the, but the defenders were just like, yeah, let's just go to the next rep. I don't want to get embarrassed by this kid again. Uh, let's close with tight ends, Thor. And I remember when we had you on the last show of our uh, most recent season before we went dark for the NFL regular season, we closed with tight ends. And I remember you teasing it and saying that you thought this was going to be a pretty good tight end class. And, uh, you know, the other day I was uh, – I think I was flying back from Vegas and looking at Daniel Jeremiah's top 50. And I think I saw five tight ends in his top 45. So um, do you think this is one of the better tight end classes we've had in recent years? And who do you kind of like? I I think Michael Mayer is sort of the consensus number one. And, you know, I've heard the Jason Witten comps with him, but uh, maybe spotlight some of the other guys you like. 
Yeah, the, the overall tight end class is great. Unfor- unfortunately, the tight end class of Mobile wasn't quite as good because <laughs> you know a lot of these guys didn't show up. So we, we did get Musgrave there. But the overall tight end class in the draft is great. Uh, you mentioned Mayer. I love Dalton Kincaid. Uh, you know, I don't know how many people have gotten to watch him yet from Utah, but he broke out in a big way uh, this year. Fabulous, fabulous receiver. He is super skilled. And he was um, supposed to be the second best tight end on his team, right? Brand yeah, Keithy was supposed to be better than him. Brand Keithy, yeah. And then Brand Keithy gets injured early in, in the year. So then Kincaid they, really they run, took advantage. Yeah, yeah, they do run the two tight end sets. But then Keith, uh, uh, Kincaid became like the, you know, he then he was super duper featured. And just like I said, really took broke off. out. Yeah. Um, uh, Darnell Washington is like the. The, the super freak, like uh monster from uh, uh, space jam kind of a guy. Like he's uh six, seven or six, eight and like 275 pounds and moves super duper. Well, I'm, I'm really curious to see how he tests. Um, but the, the guy from Georgia, who's essentially like a third offensive tackle on the line, but can also catch um, it, it, solid athlete at that size, like a really good athlete for that size. And then, uh, the fourth guy in that, that sort of consensus top four, and I think has now solidified him as himself as that after mobile is Musgrave. Like Musgrave was like the guy that people were excited about. I, I, I needed to see it because Musgrave, he was expected to break out, uh, this past fall. Like people knew he was athletic. He, he has the frame has the bloodlines, you know, his, his dad is Bill or whatever. Um, but like, we didn't, we hadn't seen it because I think prior to the, this past year, he'd only started like 10 games or something in his career, but then he got injured uh, very early into last season. So like, we, we just like, I, I think right now he's only started 14 career games and, you know, he's only had like 40 some career catches but like, you know, on his film, he moves really well. You know that he's a good athlete. We have some of the spring testing from him. He went out and confirmed that. Uh, he was the fastest tight end by the max speed. You know, they, they have the zebra tracking or whatever. He's one of the few tight ends, I think, that with the zebra tracking has ever gone over 20 miles per hour. So, like, I mean, he's gone out and proved it with the, the, um, the you know, the analytics, that, at least that the senior bowl gives you. Um, and he's, we know that he's going to test really well. I think they extrapolated it out where they, uh, you know, as far as like the, the tracking data to a four or fives uh, in Indy. So like, you know, we'll, we'll see if he ends up going out and improving the concept of that, but he's expected to go out and test very well. So, um, you know, th- does he get into the first round? I'm not sure about that, but pretty sure he's going to at least be a top 50 pick. And then I think there's at least uh, two other tight ends outside of that, that that probably get into round two as well. I, I like Sam Laporta, the, the kid from Iowa that I, I know pretty well. He was you talk about bad QB play, Thor. Yes. Oh, oh, oh man. <laughs> basically their only source of offense. And yeah, he was stranded at just about the worst offensive situation that you could ever be in, but still managed to, to, to catch balls every single game. Um, and then Tucker Craft is he, you know, I was going to say mystery box, you know, just because he's jumping up in competition. But um, South Dakota State won the FCS uh, title last year. And we we have plenty of tape of that kid catching a lot of balls. And b- by the way, South Dakota State actually opened the season against Iowa last year. So we had a, had a very good uh, tight end matchup in that one. So that was the safety safety field goal game, right? It was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they got to seven points, but it was safety safety field goal. So, well, Thor, thank you so much for joining us on Dynasty Pod to talk about your experience at the Senior Bowl and some of these other prospects at Thor KU on the Twitter. And please tell everyone what you have coming up and where they can find everything that you do. Yeah, uh, we got uh, we're going to be starting the the scouting report series and that and the position by position ranking. So you, you can be looking for that on Fantasy Pros coming up and. We'll be, we'll be running through that over the next couple months, culminating in the Thor 500, the 500-player big board with 500 comps. So I'll so be looking for that this spring. And at Fitz underscore FF for Fitzy, what do we have coming up? Fitz, what are you, what are you up to these days? My last player props article and video of the season, you'll be able to find it at bettingpros.com uh, and also at uh, oh, our Betting Pros YouTube channel. So, uh, you know, some good player props for the Super Bowl and uh you know one that includes an NBA player too so I'll just leave that tease out there I love those I love those com uh combined props cross sport uh, man 
It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, you can find me on the Twitter at Bogman Sports. I'm, of course, here on the Fantasy Pros Dynasty pod. Uh, you can catch me over in this league with the Welsh as well. I got my baseball rankings up at Fantasy Pros and at InThisLeague.com. Uh, the War Room podcast with myself and CK. And uh, just follow my Twitter at Bogman Sports. You can find all the stuff that I'm doing over there. That is it for us. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us and talking some football. We'll see you guys next week. Take it easy, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Dynasty Football Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy Pros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.